Family. It looks a little different for everyone. For some, it's mom and dad. For others, roommates who feel like family. And for others, it's your significant other, their golfing buddies, your children, a high school soccer team starting lineup, and oh look, they're all taking you up on the offer to stay for dinner. Really testing the limits of that phrase, the more the merrier. But no matter where you call home, GEICO makes it easy to bundle and save on home and car insurance. Easier than making three frozen pizzas and assorted frozen veggies into a cohesive meal. Welcome to another episode of the Prosperity on Air podcast. I'm your host, Paola De Vescovi, and today we have a very spiritual episode, but not the kind of spirituality detached from the world that you may think of. It's a very practical kind of spirituality that we uh, can live daily and that helps us really to live a better life, more in peace with ourselves, more joyful, so that we can co-create with the universe or call it whatever you like, the kind of life that we want. My guest today is an amazing person. Uh, first of all, we have been connected by a mutual friend uh, who, of course, knows knows both of us. And, and she thought that we had to connect with each other. So she put each other in, uh, in touch. And I must say, I, I love her. I love her and I am really, really happy to be connected with her and I am so grateful to my friend by the way Deborah Luzzi she's been on the podcast a couple of times and so I'm very happy to introduce you to Budini. She's a meditation and yoga teacher with a strong heartfelt commitment to inspiring others to find peace and meaning in life through self-exploration and learning how to understand and integrate ancient wisdom and spiritual practices into our chaotic modern lives. She lives in Hertfordshire in the UK and has been dedicated to her own personal and spiritual development since she began practicing meditation 25 years ago at the age of 15. So, we will explore with her spirituality and how she applies spiritual practices in her daily life, what she teaches uh, to uh, her students, but we will do much more. We will explore meditation and how important it is to strengthen our subtle energy body and to distinguish our own energy from the energy of those around us and also from the energy of the environment. She will speak about the importance of rest as a personal spiritual practice. You won't believe it how rest uh, how important rest it is, but not only the rest that we have in our seven to eight hours sleep, but the rest that is necessary to have throughout the day. So without further ado, let's listen to my conversation with Budini.
thank you so much for being here with me today. Thank you for having me. So I have already introduced you briefly in the intro to this episode, but I would like you to say something about yourself and what you do for my audience. Yeah, sure. So I'm Bodhani and uh, I am a meditation teacher, but my passion is really helping people through um, meditation, yoga, uh, philosophy to really reconnect to that part of themselves, which is true peace and authenticity, where you can just let go of all the conditioning, all the expectations, beliefs and patterning that have been put upon you and really experience your your true nature and try and find a way of expressing that throughout your life. Amazing. And we need that very much in this particular moment, as we were discussing before starting the recording of this episode, we were saying, yeah. you know, we went through quite a challenging year and a half, more or less. And so reconnecting with that part of us is very important, isn't it? It really is, because it's so easy to become shaken up by all the information that's being poured into us through devices, news, friends, family, you know, people's opinions and beliefs. Um, it's hard to sometimes not get distracted and swayed by all that stuff and to question yourself, to doubt yourself, and to wonder if you really know what you're doing, where you're going in life. Um, so it's really important to be able to find our center and to feel grounded in that piece so that we get the clarity to know what is true for us and what really resonates with us and what is other people's noise and ideas, which might be fine for them, but not necessarily for us. You know, we, we can't all agree on everything all of the time. So we need to be able to trust ourselves and and love ourselves as well, because often when we become shaken up by what's going on around us and doubting things, we also doubt ourselves to the point where we're not even sure if we really like ourselves. Um, and, and people are quite hard on themselves, I find way too hard. So I think um, another thing that I like to encourage is for people to be more compassionate with themselves and uh, to try and love even what they consider to be flaws that might not really be flaws but that's what they think they are um and yeah to, to find peace within themselves and with the world around them that's what we really really need oh absolutely so, absolutely yeah. and i was while you were speaking i was also thinking yeah we we receive you know a lot of information and conditioning from our um uh, environment from the people around us and also energetically we are affected from by all this and sometimes we cannot distinguish between what is us and uh, what we feel in that particular moment and what instead comes from outside of us so i think that meditation also helps you in this respect distinguishing what is you Definitely. yeah and yeah. what is not you 
Right. Yeah, it's it's really helpful to have a regular meditation practice and also um, it's really strengthening for the energy body as well, like you were saying about how it affects our energy. And so in the yoga tradition, there's lots of different ways that we can strengthen our subtle energy body um, through, you know, meditation, hatha yoga, pranayama, mantra, diet, all kinds of things. Um, and med yeah, meditation is, is so helpful. But when you've got a package of all of them, um, you're really, really going to be um, someone to be reckoned with in a not in a kind of ego powerful way but someone who's really um sort of strong in their selves grounded clear focused um able to be discerning so less easily swayed um and knocked off their kilter um by what's going on around them and uh that's yeah, when we can really start to enjoy life, because if you're always full of doubt and feeling fearful, worried, you're not going to enjoy life. So, yeah, together, all these components and um, especially sort of what I find with the yoga philosophy is that I've really began to understand the patterns of the mind and how actually how clever the mind is at convincing you of things that are not necessarily true and so we have to remember that thoughts are tools um not necessarily truths because it's easy to really buy into your thoughts and your beliefs and think that they are it so it's really been helpful for me to learn to look at exactly what i believe or what i'm thinking and why where did it come from and what would it be to think the opposite that's another thing that doesn't happen much anymore like you see it even played out on facebook people being i know this is right this is the truth this is what's happening and this is why um and it's more often than not their opinion rather than than facts or they're basing their facts on someone else's opinion because someone else told me that kind of is like that makes it a fact and it doesn't so um it's and it's and it's also just it's I think it's really good for us in the way of um, cultivating humility and compassion and understanding to actually try and feel something from the opposite of what we actually do or take a belief and be at what would it be like to believe the opposite of this and how would believing the opposite possibly be of benefit so you can see then you've got more chance of understanding where the other person's coming from and that you just don't see so much of that unfortunately yeah yeah you're right yeah. you know i was thinking um we are now living in uh, in a world uh, where thanks to technology we are all connected many things are much easier you can you know run your classes on uh, online and you know reach out to people who live in uh, very far away countries and places and we are all connected and it is beautiful. But at the same time, this takes away time for contemplation, if I can use this word. And I was thinking, you know, uh, not so many years ago, we didn't have uh, smartphones and we hardly used uh, the computer 
And there were moment during, moments during the day when you had the luxury, if I can say this, even to be a little bit bored because, you know, you didn't have, um, you didn't have time. Uh, the, you, you had the time, sorry, the, the, I wanted to say the opposite. You had the time, your time wasn't filled up with things. So um, now, yeah, carving out these self-care moments for you to be with yourself and in touch with yourself, with that inner part of yourself, I think are absolutely necessary because otherwise we lose this balance. We do, yeah. And rest is actually one of the most important spiritual practices. Um, and even for people who aren't necessarily spiritual, it's still obviously going to benefit their health physically, mentally, and emotionally. But a lot of people don't actually associate it with being a spiritual practice as well. You know, we kind of have this idea that spiritual practice has always got to be rituals, journeys of traveling to other realms in our minds and having all these amazing downloads and things. Um, but actually, one of the first things that you are taught in, in yoga is that you need to rest. And some people think that rest is laying on the sofa, scrolling through their phone because they're not physically, you know, up and about. But really resting is when you're not taking in anything at all. So resting should be ideally no TV, no movies, not not even reading. Because even, you know, even if you're reading something which is educational or joyful, it, you're still using your brain to take stuff in. Um, even listening to music, you know, because some music gets us quite riled up. Um, I guess maybe like sort of relaxing instrumental music would be okay when you're resting. But even, you know, they say in the yoga tradition that ideally we need four hours of rest a day, which seems like a lot because it doesn't even, that's, without sleeping, sleeping's not included in that four hours. So um, a lot of, you know, dedicated yoga practitioners will get up very early in the morning, not necessarily just to do long periods of meditation or hardcore yoga practices. It might literally be to lay on the grass and just look at the sky, um, things like that, you know, or practices like yoga nidra that are really deeply relaxing where you're switching off and completely going within um just just really chilling out but they do actually say four hours a day which in the modern world people are like no way that's impossible but you you know you're not talking about four hours in one consecutive block so you know it could be half an hour here and there or one hour in the morning one hour you know so kind of dotted around and even if you can do two, even if you, even if in the modern world, at least you could do two hours a day, that would make a massive difference to the clarity you have, the energy you have, the way you respond to life. Um, but even two hours, some people, you know, will tell me I haven't even got 15 minutes to meditate. How am I going to find two hours to rest? But what I find, because I used to fight rest a lot, I've, I, you know, I was very typically a workaholic 
And because I loved, I've always loved what I've done, whichever job I've been in, I've always been a hundred percent there. So I love doing it and I love to be fully there present, just getting on with it, getting on with the next thing, just love it. But what I would not do is rest. I would really resist rest because also I think we've been conditioned to resist rest. You know, if you rest four hours a day, most people are going to start calling you lazy <laughs> or um, yeah. unmotivated, you know, an, an underachiever. But actually what I found, the more I rest, the more stuff I actually get done. And I couldn't actually work out how that was happening. But I guess a lot of it was because I had more energy. I was so clear in my mind, I wasn't procrastinating and being undecisive so I could make decisions quicker. And um, also just more happier. And when you're happier and you feel well rested, you tend to just be able to get on and do things better. Um, so rest as a spiritual practice is really underestimated. Oh, I really agree with that. And uh, it is so true. And you know, this brings me to my last to my next question. Uh, <clears throat> very often, as you were saying, we see spirituality, you know, as practices, where you know, you are detached from the world, and you have this download of enlightening uh, uh, ideas and uh, you know, this connection with the um, universe, etc. But actually, spirituality is very practical. And as you were also saying to me in our conversation between uh, before starting recording, um, you are also now incorporating yoga philosophy very much into your classes. And you are really making it very practical. Uh, you know, in, in a way that, you know, it serves your everyday life, right? Yeah. So, yeah, I would like to, you know, bring a little bit now spirituality to, you know, this very practical thing. So um, what can we say uh, about it? You know, yeah. how can we make it so practical in our everyday life? Yes. Excellent. Yeah. So at the moment, what I've been doing this last month, because I tend to pick a certain sutra or philosophy to really delve in so that you don't just kind of skip over it, it really seeps in. So this last month in my classes, we've been looking at the four locks and keys in Patanjali's Yoga Sutras. And the four locks are actually described as um, four different types of people um so it's happy people unhappy people virtuous people and i guess you could say the immoral or the unethical and they say well patanjali says in the sutras that at any one time we fall into one of those categories we might not necessarily be in the same category all of the time we might flip between the four but also that then applies to the people around us so how do we then deal with those four people? Because you would think happy people, well, that's that's easy because surely if people are happy, I'm going to be nice to them and they're going to be nice to me. But that's not always the case. You know, sometimes people are really happy and we get jealous of them because we're not happy ourselves. So we have to look at 
that you know why are we not happy why what is it that this person is kind of bringing up in us by being happy because yeah ideally you would want everyone to be happy so the key to that particular lock is said to be friendliness and you have and it's looking at how can I be friendly towards someone who is happy even if I'm jealous of them or I you know resent their happiness in some way so we're kind of then having to look back at ourselves and, and working on something um, and with unhappy people, you know, you think you would be kind and compassionate, but sometimes we judge other people because we think they've brought their unhappiness on themselves. So we're like, well, it's their own fault or it's their karma. And we're not maybe as nice or as compassionate as we could be <laughs> to someone who's unhappy because we're judging the situation or them, you know, as to how they became unhappy in the first place. Um, and then with the virtuous, you know, people who maybe we hold up on pedestals um, like Gandhi or Mother Teresa, you know, people who do incredible things and people still try to pull them down. People don't want them to to almost be doing these wonderful things, even though they're for the good of all beings. Um, and then some people also see those virtuous people and it makes them feel bad about themselves because they feel like they're not as good. But it's really, you know, we, we're all virtuous in different ways. It's just that some people, it expresses through them, I guess, maybe more fully and becomes their whole life. Whereas the rest of us, it might just come out at certain times, you know, like when we donate to a dog's home or, um, give someone a home for the night, you know, if they're having a bad time and, and need a break or something. So it's also, yeah, kind of looking at where do we feel inadequate when other people are virtuous? And are we trying to pull virtuous people down? Because in some ways, that's how we deal with our inadequacy. Um, and then the final one, yeah, so how do we deal with the the unethical or immoral people and I think that's that's probably the hardest one in a way because you know none, none of us are perfect and if people are immoral or ethical we have to look at maybe you know what what happened in their lives to make them behave in those kind of ways because I don't believe anyone's born that way I think you know people right. have been through something you know that's really caused them suffering to to then for them to then inflict that on other people. So it's really interesting. So in the meditation classes, we'll often have one of these that, you know, we've been talking about and situations where we've seen it in our own lives and we'll share our experiences. And by sharing experiences, you learn from each other and you get ideas from each other about how to deal with things because we all deal with things differently. And it might be that someone in the class has got to deal with someone that they're finding challenging and so by going through it together we'll often say oh you know maybe you could you know try this with that person or explain it to them in this way and and uh, often yeah when we sort of come back a week later someone will say oh yeah I, I did that you know and and it really helped this situation it wasn't as bad as I thought it would be talking to that person and uh, it is definitely helpful with uh, when you're doing all this within a community and you can bounce ideas off each other and shared experiences. Um, it's really hard to walk the spiritual path alone. 
which a lot of people try and do um and it's it's harder and it takes longer to get anywhere <laughs> i think it is difficult to walk the path of life alone in general yes. <laughs> yeah and uh, and so having a community uh especially a community that creates a safe place where you can really share you know your deepest feelings and your deepest challenges and you know and knowing that around you there are people who you know may see things in a different way but in any case they are supporting you is is important right definitely, yeah definitely. yeah i i would love to stay here for ages and speak <laughs> with you and probably we will have to organize another episode but you know uh, I would like just to, first of all, remind everyone really that spirituality, meditation, the practices that we have been speaking about are, you know, things that we can incorporate in our everyday life and that we need. I mean, we really need to have moments during the day when we connect with that deepest part of ourselves. And after all, I always say that the only person we are going to have a um, continuous, constant relationship throughout all our life is ourselves. Absolutely. So, yeah. so cultivating this connection is absolutely important, right? And um, I, I would love to, as I, asked you before we started recording to end up this episode with uh, a short meditation yes uh, if you to. can uh, yeah if you can guide us through a meditation just to end up this uh, the day i mean we are all it's almost five o'clock here in rome now so it can be a meditation that we can use just to uh end up the day definitely definitely okay. Right. So um, I'll invite you to make yourself comfortable. Ideally, make sure that your back's supported. So either seated in a chair or laying down on the floor. And just whenever you're ready, softly closing the eyes. And just bringing your awareness into your body. Bringing your awareness into your entire body from head to toe. And just observing how the body feels in this moment. Inviting the shoulders to roll back down away from the ears. Finding a comfortable resting place for the arms and hands, the legs and feet. And invite softness into the ankles, the knees, the elbows, the wrists. And just giving the jaw a little wriggle, just releasing any tension that might be held in the jaw. And then letting the jaw soften too. And inviting softness into the space between the eyebrows. And as you breathe out, imagine a wave of softness flowing down the body, 
with each exhale just feeling a wave of softness flowing down easing out any remaining sense of holding on with each exhale just letting go feeling softness flowing into all parts of the body inviting a sense of stillness into the body the only part of you moving is the part that moves with the breath so maybe you notice that the front of the body rises and falls as you breathe in and out just observing that wave-like motion at the front of the body as the belly and the chest slightly rise on the inhale and rest back on the exhale just let that wave-like motion draw you into a feeling of peace and ease, comfort and safety and then bring your awareness to the spot in the very centre of your chest the space behind the breastbone in front of the spine and in line with the armpits just bringing your awareness into that space, this is the heart centre so not the physical heart or the emotional heart bringing your awareness into the spiritual heart center just allowing your awareness to drop down into that space observing how it feels in this place and just inviting one hand to float up to rest in the center of the chest and allow the weight and the warmth of your hand to really anchor your awareness into this space and feeling the heart center respond to this light and loving touch Maybe you feel the heart smiling at this connection made. And maybe that smile of the heart even floats up into the face. And notice how the face softens and relaxes even more as you smile. inviting all of your awareness to rest completely at the heart center this place where we connect with the heart beyond all of our hearts where we can experience unconditional love and oneness and a peace that is completely steadfast and infinite Just 
Full awareness as if the mind has floated down to rest in this space. And you can either keep your hand on your heart if it supports the connection or you can let your hand rest back down. And just be with the peacefulness that you find here at the heart center. The breath peaceful, the mind at ease and the body relaxed. Becoming aware of where the body rests and how relaxed the body feels. And staying with this peacefulness that flows from your heart, that is always there beneath all the thoughts, the feelings and everything else, it's always there beneath it all, ready for us to return to again and again, staying with this beautiful peace within, softly and slowly opening the, the eyes, allowing the light and the colour to filter back through and seeing the world through the eyes of peace. Thank you so much. That was really beautiful. Oh, you're welcome. My pleasure always. <laughs> Listen, where can our listeners find you? So I'm mostly hanging out on Instagram or Telegram. Uh, so you can find me under Bodhi Aspirations. And uh, there's many classes available on Zoom, but especially our, our weekly classes at the weekend is where we really come together and uh, go deep within ourselves, more of that heart practice. And we'll often explore the, the chakras and the philosophy um, and there's a really lovely sense of community there. So um, the more, the merrier. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So I will put all the links in the show notes so that people can easily find you and uh, discover more about yourself and the beautiful programs and classes that you offer. Thank I'm you. so relaxed now <laughs> after <laughs> this meditation. Uh, and again, thank you so much for being with me here today. And uh, I'm looking forward to another episode with you. Oh, thank you. I would love that. Thank you so much. I hope you enjoyed this episode of the Prosperity on Air podcast as much as I did. I was so relaxed after the guided meditation and I really enjoyed the conversation and I really, really believe that spirituality is not something that we do uh, in the morning or in the evening or maybe once a week, once a day. It's something that is with us all the time and spirituality is something very practical 
And uh, I personally, as you know, if you've been following me for a while, I teach a spiritual approach to business. And by the way, I've just launched an amazing program called Aligned, where I teach you to explore your chakras, your personal chakras, and align them with the chakras of your business and also uh, use another amazing energy, not only the energy of the chakras, the balanced energy of the chakras, but the energy of the moon. So if you want to know more about this program, it started, but you know, we've just uh, in week two, so you have the opportunity to join even now. Every masterclass has been recorded, as well as all, as the um, the um, weekly group coaching and Q and A sessions that we uh, that we have. So, if you want to know more about the program, just uh, head over to my uh, website uh, at this link www.thebridgecenter.net slash aligned and you will find all the information about this program by the way it's the very first time i run it so it's all completely live with me live i mean uh, with online but live not pre-recorded and uh, including the bonuses everything is live so just head over to my website and explore uh, the aligned program and Thank you for being with me uh, this week too. Um, also head over to all the links that you find in the show notes where you can find Bodini and uh, her programs and the beautiful things that she does and to know her better. And I will see you next week with another episode of the Prosperity on Air podcast. Bye for now. up oh, until I've had my McDonald's breakfast deal. And I know this is true because before breakfast, <laughs> I put my phone in the refrigerator and couldn't find the keys that were already in my hand. Nothing gets the morning going like the first sip of an iced coffee. Get any size and any flavor for 99 cents until 11 a.m. Price and participation may vary. Ba -da -ba -ba -ba. McDonald's. I'm loving it.